0: Everyone, welcome to a new episode of Like Hearted. My name is Anna.
1: And my name is Bracy, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow.
0: I'm gonna be really honest and tell you that I don't know that I've really been growing this week because daylight savings time happened, which I was so looking forward to, but I forgot that that means that it's really dark in the morning.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And this has also coincided with me having to like actually get up and go to work and leave my apartment. So when I wake up early at like six o'clock, it is so dark outside and it makes it 10 times harder to get out of the bed. I mean,
1: I think that's a big adjustment. And also we're not always growing all the time. Sometimes we're just getting by. (laughs) We're just trying to make it. Yeah. So yeah, this has
0: definitely been an adjustment period. Um, I think I've been late every single day. But I'm still going, so... (laughs) You made it. You did it. I made it. That's all that really matters. So it's been good. But what about you?
1: Okay, so I've been getting B12 shots, and I'm also on like a high dose vitamin D. And between the two of those things, I feel like my cognitive function and just my physical energy levels have been way better than they have for the last probably three years, to be totally honest, which is awful and annoying. But, (laughs) but it's been so great because there's certain things that I just haven't had the capacity to handle or deal with. And I feel like some of those things are getting done. So while it's not necessarily growth, it is nice to like be able to cross off some things from my list. Like we have super old windows. Because our house was built in 78. They're just original to the house. They leak energy. They're starting to rot on the outside. Like we just hate them and need them to be better. And so mm-hmm. I've been researching it and trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And it just been kind of spinning in my mind. And finally this weekend, I figured it out. We've been making decisions left and right is kind of devolved into this whole like exterior house project. And mm-hmm. I actually have the mental bandwidth to like, wrangle all of it, which has been really incredible and fun.
0: Yeah, I am so, 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 so excited because I feel like exterior changes are just so huge and they completely
1: transform your house. Yeah, I am sure our neighbors are going to really, really appreciate that we're finally putting in the time and effort on the outside of the house too, because <laughs> it's just a big brown box right now. And that's not an exaggeration.
0: Yeah, it's not and her name is brown betty
1: yeah but she's not gonna be brown anymore i don't know i I mean i feel like she'll be betty forever but i don't know what mm-hmm. we'll do about the brown part we'll
0: have to do some uh some brainstorming around that
1: yeah all right today's episode goes out to my friend rachel because she gave me this comic called the mental load by emma and it's a fascinating concept and anna had also mentioned to me a book what was the title of it It's called um, Fair Play by Eve Rodsky. Yes. And both of these books are about the concept of carrying a mental load, which I feel like this whole window project is an excellent example of carrying the mental load. Mm -hmm. And I think just you talking
0: about having the bandwidth to, like, manage and wrangle all these decisions and moving parts that are happening is also a mental load.
1: It's also been really interesting, too, because of my health issues impacting my mental capacity. I haven't been able to carry the mental load like I used to in our relationship. So that has actually changed. And it's something that I think we should talk about today. Yeah, definitely. Um, And for those of you
0: who have never heard the term mental load before, it's kind of the invisible labor that's involved in like managing a household um, or a family And it's typically, it typically falls on the shoulders of the woman um, if you're in a heterosexual relationship. And it's also been referred to as like worry work or cognitive labor. So it's not necessarily the physical tasks, but it's overseeing all of the tasks that need to be done to like make your life run.
1: Yeah, I feel like mental labor is exactly what it is. Like it's the person who's project leading the family. um, And that planning mindset is always on for the most part. And it's a big job that most people don't think about.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I had really thought about it as its own like kind of living thing until you used the term mental load. And then I was like, Oh, my gosh, like, that is what it is. And I do that all the time. I think a good example is when we were just talking about in the coping mechanisms episode about needing noise at night to turn our brains off. It was like, oh yeah, like it's all kind of combined. It's all kind of the same, the same thing. So that's interesting.
1: Yeah. I actually think that The mental load is not necessarily the same as anxiety, but I definitely think they play off of each other all of the time. So if you're an anxious person who also carries a mental load, it's kind of a double whammy.
0: Yeah, it feels like it's kind of impossible to separate
1: what is mental load and what is anxiety because they're so intertwined. But it's fascinating. I was actually talking to Seb about this because this is something that we discuss with some regularity because I I do want to make sure it's an ongoing conversation, but he is not a very anxious person at all. And so he's actually able to compartmentalize his different mental loads. He thinks about it as he has like a mental load for the house. uh, He has a mental load for his job. And then he has the farm that is a separate list. So he kind of prioritizes what he's focused on at the time and to me, that is maybe not even possible. I don't know.
0: I That is so amazing. He is a superhero. <laughs> I'm just so impressed by that.
1: That's the great part about not
0: having anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Well, how does the mental load work in your relationship?
1: Well, I mentioned that my health has had an impact on it. And I don't think I, I knew that I wasn't as productive as I used to be, but I don't think I realized exactly the extent to which my health was impacting it. So I used to carry most of the mental load for our household. I'm a natural planner. I tend to think ahead. I can, you know, see four steps ahead. And Seb just doesn't have that natural inclination, I don't think, Mm -hmm. at least in our household. And over time, he has slowly taken on more of that, but I would also say that he's kind of taken on some of the things that aren't necessarily as mentally heavy. So so he's taken on more of, like, the chores, but he has – like, those chores do- also don't come with extra thinking, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, they're just, like, tasks that need to get
1: done, but it's not – Right. Talk so he, science. yeah. So he does them on a recurring basis, but he's not having to like do a, a lot of extra mental uh, effort because mm-hmm. of it. So now I would say he does a lot of uh, like, he's taken a lot of the physical things off of my plate, but I'm still a little bit in that planning mode more than he is. Except for I would say he does do a lot of the mental planning for. Projects and especially landscaping and things like that, like mowing the grass, I never really even think about that. So I feel mm-hmm. like we do have our respective like uh, zones of genius, I guess, in our household. Do you don't know like what that is? term? I've never heard of that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, zone of genius. Yeah, look it up. It's a good one. Okay. So I feel like we have our respective zones of genius, and but sometimes they don't overlap at all. Like I might not notice that the grass needs to be mowed, but. He never, ever notices that the house needs to be dusted. The house would never get dusted if I didn't notice. (laughs) Like, and yeah, mopping the floors, not going to happen. So, yeah, I feel like we just have different priorities. He also can't see past a dirty kitchen. Like, if he comes downstairs and the kitchen is dirty, it's like he can't focus on anything else. Whereas in my mind, I'm thinking about, sure, the kitchen's dirty, but I also just mopped the floors and did two three loads of laundry and hung a picture. Like he would also have totally bare walls, which is how he lived before he met me. So like mm-hmm. there's different parts of our relationship, I feel like, that we handle.
0: Yeah, I feel like with Taylor and I, like his threshold for dirtiness is so much higher than mine. I just can't live in it. <laughs> I I want to like clean and dust at least once a week. Like a real clean. I probably vacuum every single day. And partly because Mimi sheds like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I maybe wouldn't vacuum as often if we didn't have a dog. But that's also never going to happen. So <laughs> yeah. I think in our relationship, I definitely carry more of the mental load. But I also think that that's such a norm in heterosexual relationships. Like Mm -hmm. women are conditioned to multitask and take care of things. And if you grew up in a family with a mom and a dad or maybe a single parent too, I'm interested in how this might play out differently for children of single parents. But this was modeled for me 100%. And I'm assuming it was for you too.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. So I don't think a lot of men know how to multitask because they weren't expected to. Um, And it just like, wasn't something that ends up being tied to their identity.
1: I also think in some cases, women tend to care more about things in general. And I don't know if that's because of conditioning or if it's just like a natural thing that women tend Mm -hmm. to, to do. But like you said, with Taylor's threshold, like I just feel like men don't care about certain things. Like we just sent a housewarming gift to some friends and Seb never would have thought about or cared about that. It's a generality for men, but I think that most men would never think to do something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I also feel like that maybe speaks to your mom as like a huge gift person. Yeah. did she do give a lot of gifts?
1: Yeah, she does. And just I feel like the culture in the South is, you know, oh, totally. certain events necessitate doing something for somebody else
0: yeah definitely so yeah i think i think it could be yes they care less and i think part of it is like they just like don't know how to do it
1: yeah (laughs) because they've never had to
0: yeah exactly they didn't have to so they're they had like their maybe their mom took care of everything and they watched her do it and just it's like oh well my wife will or my partner or whatever like they'll take care of that too, even if it's not, it's like a subconscious internalization.
1: Well, and I mean, this conversation really goes past just chores because it's not even the fact that the woman might be doing more of the chores. It's, it's the fact that she thinks about them all the time and Mm -hmm. whether they're getting done and when they need to be done and like what's left to do. And all of it's, it's almost the thinking part of it is almost, it's more of a burden than the actual chore itself is. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, and I think in our relationship, Taylor is definitely helpful with like the physical doing of things. But I'm the one who's thinking about it way more than he is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think it's a little bit complicated for me, at least, in that it's really hard for me to let go of the control of things happening the way that I want them to. And so even if he... like has an idea for something or like wants us to go hiking somewhere, I'm like immediately looking up where we should go or I like immediately jump into logistics planning instead of just letting him take care of it because it was his idea in the first place. I
1: think we should definitely do an episode where we talk about control because I think It's such an interesting concept, and it Mm -hmm. can really get – like, your control can get in your own way so often. Oh, totally. And to me, and I also sometimes have control issues, I think I've gotten to the point where I keep the control or I try to keep the control of the things that are most important to me, and I kind of let go of the rest of it because otherwise I'll drive myself crazy. Yeah.
0: And Taylor has a way shorter – frustration fuse than I do. And I think because he, you know, wasn't conditioned to be managing multiple things at one time when he is, he gets overwhelmed a lot easier than I do Mm. in trying to manage the same amount of tasks. Um,
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I think Seb is similar. At least I feel like he gets overwhelmed in all areas when he's overwhelmed at work. I don't think he's ever learned to deal with like, the, the work stress aspect, not impacting his ability to do other things.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I feel like Taylor's the same way because though, I think his, the only mental load that he really has is around work, that he thinks about work a lot. Mm-hmm. He's always thinking about what new things he could learn to be better at his job. And so, I think that's on his mind frequently. Well, I feel like in general, like I think especially this year when we've all been at home so much, I, my productivity levels are so much lower when the house is messy because I can't not focus on it.
1: Oh, interesting. Um, I wonder too, I think that this conversation is a little bit different for you and I probably because you live in a one bedroom apartment and mm -hmm. I live in a house that is too big for me to clean once a week. We don't even use all the space in it once a week. So, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. And I think I can, like from where I'm sitting right now, I can see almost my entire apartment. And mm-hmm. so it can get dirty really quickly, but I can also clean it really quickly.
1: Yeah. And so on my side, we don't use all of our rooms so I can close the door or or I can make a mess and close the door and not see it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point.
1: Okay, so there was one part of this comic that I really love, so I'm going to read it. For me, the fact that this load exists becomes obvious when I decide to take care of a simple chore like clearing the table. I start by picking something up to put it away, but on the way, I come across a dirty towel that I go to put into the laundry basket, which I find full, so I go to the washing machine, and I see the vegetables that I need to put in the fridge. As I'm putting away the vegetables, I realize that I need to add mustard to the shopping list and so on and so forth. In the end, I'll have cleared away my table after two long hours. I feel like that's a perfect example of the mental load though, especially women carry in a household.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like that just describes my day to day to a T. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to do this one thing. And then I'm like, oh, wait, and this and then this. And also, I need to do this. And then it's like hours go by. And I'm like, okay, I guess now I don't know what to do with myself.
1: I will say though that I'm and I'm not sure how you guys feel about this, but one of the things that we have implemented, not just for this mental load, but it absolutely helps with it is mm-hmm. like processes for our family, like processes that we do to maintain our household. So, things like we have a grocery list that Seb for the most part maintains. So, I can say, "Hey, we don't have mustard," and he'll put it on the list. And you know, then whoever orders groceries will refer to the list and buy the stuff.
0: Where do you keep your list?
1: He keeps it in Microsoft To Do. So we actually have a bunch of lists in there. So we have a list for like indoor house projects, outdoor house projects. Um, And then in Google Sheets, we keep like our family budget and a list of the wines we like. And so we have like all of these different areas where we both have access. So it keeps the communication easy. And also we have a reference point. Taylor would love that so much. He loves a process. He loves a
0: Google sheet. He loves anything that can be on the computer, whereas I like to write things down because my brain remembers them easier if I physically
1: write it. Interesting. Maybe you could consider putting some processes in that he's in charge of that are in his Google sheets, and then you just don't have to worry about them.
0: That's true, I wouldn't have to worry about them, but would I worry about them?
1: Very true, <laughs> very true. um, one of the other ones that we do is we always put any social engagements on the calendar so that if we're mm-hmm. planning for something, we don't have to wonder if one if the other person's busy on that night or not.
0: Yeah, we do that too. It took me a long time to get into the Google Calendar because I like to write things in my planner, but it was a compromise. There you go.
1: I mean, that's interesting, though, that you just – you two do things – you operate differently, and that can also add a level of complexity here. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so you just mentioned social events. Who's running the social events? I feel like I
1: already know the answer, but – I mean, obviously, it's me because my husband is a hermit, so (laughs) (laughs) – He would probably never leave the house if he didn't have to. But he does love to see people. Like, he enjoys social engagements. He just never goes out of his way to make plans. So, yeah, I'm typically the one doing that. Okay. Yeah, same over here. And that's its own – That's. I feel like those softer skills are a separate part of that mental labor, too, because things like – I mean, we already talked about showing up for our friends by sending gifts. Things like that he would never think about. But there's Mm -hmm. also other things like – I feel like the culture in our household is something that's important to me and the environment that we're in is important to me. So he would probably never light a candle. He would probably never put on a playlist in the kitchen. Like those things that I feel like are, honestly, from my childhood are like memories, like the, the environment that I was in as a child mm-hmm. was created by my mom. And I feel like that's the exact same for us, like... If it weren't for me decorating and putting on music and lighting the candles and things like that, it would just not happen.
0: I feel like we are similar to a degree in that, but Taylor will think of all those things, like he will think like, "Oh, we should bring such and such a gift. We should or I mean, he'll light candles, but he won't actually like do it. Like he will have the thought like, "Oh, we should do this," but he, I'm the one that like executes it. Which is kind of similar we were talking about in his in the Human Design episode. He's like a, such an idea person. Yeah, and needs to give those ideas to other people, and so I guess it works for us in some
1: ways. I mean, at I least you're sharing the load on that one. I feel like with Seb and I, it's it doesn't feel hard for me to do those things because they are things that I actually very much care about. But I just know that he would he would never think of them. Never. It's just
0: like not even in his universe.
1: Yeah. But does he, okay, does he like
0: appreciate those things? Like does he care about the environment or would he be fine either way?
1: I think he would be okay either way, but he does appreciate it. Like he likes when I Mm -hmm. turn on a playlist when he's cooking or, you know, that I actually put art on our walls, things like that. He he feels like our home is cozy. And I do think he especially appreciates the fact that I'm building a culture that our our children will benefit from. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't, I think otherwise he wouldn't care that much. All right. What type of example do you think your parents set for managing the mental load when you were a kid? I think it was modeled for me in like the typical way that we've been
0: talking about. Like my mom went to work all day and she worked in like the school that I went to. Um, And so of course it made sense that she would like take me to school and take me home from school because we were in the same place. But She also, like, managed my extracurricular activities and both my sisters, like, taking us to our games and watching and taking us home. And, I mean, nobody really cooked in my house, so nobody was (laughs) really making dinner. But, you know, like, made sure we had groceries and making sure I did my homework and, like, all of that stuff. Like, I felt like she kind of ran everything. And my memories of my dad when I was little really are just, like – him being at home and like watching t v and he definitely came to my like my sporting events, not every single one, but he came to a lot of them and I remember him doing yard work, not a hundred percent of it, but that was like more his domain, but yeah, I feel like my mom like took care of everything, so it was definitely modeled,
1: yeah, I think that was similar for me. My mom owned her own business when I was growing up, so I feel like mm-hmm. that even adds even more of a layer of complexity for her. Yeah. I feel like one of the hardest things about having kids, obviously I could be absolutely wrong about this considering I don't have any, but I feel like one of the hardest things is how much logistics there is. And my mom absolutely handled the logistics for our family. And my dad was always great about participating if asked. I just don't think that he was Ever carrying any of the mental parts of the household management. And actually, one of the ways that I could really tell the difference was that twice a year, my mom went to show in Atlanta for a weekish and mm-hmm. my, our quality of life, like actually changed while she was gone. <laughs> like truly it was different when she was gone. Yeah. So like when she was gone, we would eat out a lot more. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like even things like he made our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches different than she did, you know, it was just like, a change because he never made our lunches. That's really funny. And I feel like, probably super typical. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's not normally involved in those types of things. So, you know, her being totally gone was a change.
0: Yeah, definitely a change for everybody. Yeah. I wonder for your mom, if that felt relaxing to her in any way like I know she was leaving to like go work but
1: no I actually think it was harder it's like you know when you're at work and you have a bunch of stuff to do and the thought of taking a vacation actually sounds like more work than it's worth sometimes Mm -hmm. I think it was like that it's like yeah I'm leaving and I have to do all this work to make sure that everybody is set for the few days I'm gone
0: yeah I know that I've heard teachers say it's more work To take a sick day Mm -hmm. because you have to plan and get all the materials together that the substitute will need. And then you're just going to worry about it the whole day. So, like, even if you feel terrible, it's probably easier to just go to work. Yep. Which is really sad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So, we have talked a lot about mental load and how hard it is and how heavy it is. Let's switch gears. Bring a little sunshine into this. (laughs) What are some ways you feel like people can mitigate this
1: moving forward. Well, I already talked about systems. I think every household should have systems, but mm-hmm. seven. I were talking about how basically the equivalent of managing a household is like putting two project managers on a single project, which is challenging because it's just hard for two people to manage the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think typically one person in a relationship is a better planner and more of a natural at handling the mental load. And to me, the answer is offload everything that you can from that person, because no matter what, they're going to be doing mental gymnastics. So if the other partner can actually handle some of the physical parts, like doing the chores, then at least they're not, then at least they're contributing, you know, closer to half of the load. Mm -hmm. It might seem like they're doing more chores, but they're still only doing half of the work.
0: I love that. That's a great one. Do you have any thoughts on this? Yes. Also, I love that you call it mental gymnastics because it totally is that. But I think that's funny because I'm just imagining like a little teeny bracy in your brain, like jumping on the bars, like trying to balance on the beam. (laughs) 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 Yep, that's me. Going around. Um, So there is this book and there's also like a card set for an exercise called Fair Play that I mentioned earlier. Um, and I was looking at their website this morning and Reese Witherspoon and her production company, Hello Sunshine, is involved with it somehow. I didn't like deep dive and figure it out, but she's on there promoting it as well. And we know she's a big advocate for women. So it's not that surprising. Um, so with the card game, what you do is there's a hundred cards and you go through them with your partner and some of them like wouldn't be relevant to your life, like, managing extracurricular activities for your kids. Like if you don't have kids, obviously you don't need that card. And so you go through and you pull out all the ones that are relevant. And then you go through what you have left and you divide them between the two of you. Not necessarily like 50, 50, like it wouldn't, you know, be okay. We have 60 cards total. You have 30 and I have 30 because some of them don't take the same amount of time or the same amount of thought. Like if, extracurricular activities for your kids is one like you have to figure out like what do your kids want to do what the schedule is what's the equipment they need you have to sign them up there's like way more stuff involved than just like doing the dishes every day Mm -hmm. um and so the focus is more on fairness um and not necessarily like having the equal amount of cards or whatever but one thing i like about it is it really promotes the concept of like everybody's time is valuable. Regardless of how you're choosing to spend it. And so it's basically a way for people to bring more like balance into their life. Because it seems like a lot of times couples end up arguing about these like little domestic things.
1: Yeah, we're big advocates of like having a lot of the chores divvied up by person. So I always do the laundry. He always mows the lawn, things like that.
0: Yeah. And one concept in it that I think would be really hard for me because... It's hard for me to let go of control is it's the idea of allowing the, whoever holds the card has it from start to finish. So it's like the conception, the planning and the execution, it all belongs to that one person. Mm. And I think that's awesome and would be super helpful. And I totally understand the benefits of that. But also I know for myself, I'm like, wow, that would be so hard to, to separate myself from like all the various tasks that have to happen to make our lives run.
1: But don't you think it would just be such a breath of fresh air to be like, okay, this is not my responsibility. Like, I'm not going to think about it. I think it would be eventually. I think it would,
0: it would be an adjustment period for me, for sure.
1: It almost seems like it's an exercise in building trust with your partner because even if you have preferences on how something's done – I think you can say those up front. You can say like, Hey, I know this is your card, but here's what I think and how I would like it to be done. And if the person, if your partner doesn't have any issues with that, then they could and should execute the way that you want it done anyways. Yeah. That's a really good point.
0: And I totally agree. Yeah, I think it is like an exercise in trust. And, and even though I think that is super hard for some people to like let go of control and like trust that it's just gonna get done and it's fine. Like for your own like sanity and mental health, it's just like you have to learn how to let go of the things that don't actually matter. You just have to release it because
1: you'll make yourself insane. I also think there's a level of compromise that partners have to make too. And in recognizing that even if your standards are different for something, You have to meet the other person at least halfway because, for example, mopping the floors, if Seb were to get the card for mopping the floors and he mopped the floors, but I didn't think they were clean, that doesn't actually do a whole lot for me because it's still on my mental load Mm -hmm. because he didn't clean them enough. And so I'm going to think, oh, I need to go back and do it. So I think there has to be that communication about like, hey, this is your card. And I know that you're you're doing it to your standards, but I'm still thinking about it because of X, Y and Z. I think that has to be a conversation in this, too.
0: Yeah. And they suggest doing either like a daily or weekly check in about the cards and like how it's going and what's working and what's not. And like once you hold the card, it's not like you hold it forever, like you can swap out cards and change and and all that stuff. But I feel like that's a really cool one. And like a really actionable thing if any of our listeners are feeling like they struggle with that in their relationship.
1: Yeah. I think this is an ongoing conversation, too, because I know right now, Seb and I have things down pat pretty well, which I think is a great building block. But I know that when we have kids, it's going to turn everything upside down. Like, I can almost promise you I'll be the person that's doing the logistics for the rides to extracurriculars and all of those things. Mm -hmm. and. I can already foresee myself trying to offload some of the things like you handle doctor's appointments or, you know, like Saturday soccer practice is yours, you know, things like that. Yeah, definitely.
0: So we'll see. Well, we would love to hear about your strategies for mitigating mental load or or not managing it well. We'd love to hear those as well. So (laughs) uh, you can email us at likeheartedpodcast
1: at gmail.com. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at LikeHeartedPod. Talk to you next week. Bye.